Hey everybody, and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. Really excited to have you here today as we are going to look at Romans chapter 4, the first few verses, the first 12 verses actually, and uh, the first few in particular we're going to examine a a bit more, with a bit more detail. And uh, what I've done today is we are in this, um, this journey working through the argument of the book of Romans. And what we've seen the last few days is what is evident is that all of us lack the righteousness of God. And so then the big question is how how do we how do we get the righteousness of God if if we don't have it and we need it we desperately need it uh, what does it look like for us to to get our hands on this righteousness of God and so Romans chapter four it it's going to start us uh, start moving this argument forward as it as it demonstrates how we get the righteousness of God how we end up being on right standing before God. And, uh, and it's really, it, it's, not, uh, it's not by our work. That, that's going to be the main thrust of this. It's not by what we do, but rather what has been done for us in Christ and our faith in him. Now, what I've done today is I've actually highlighted and um, kind of pointed out a few words in our text as we read along, because I think it's a little bit more, uh, I wanted these to stand out, just be incredibly obvious as the Apostle Paul is moving us along this argument. So why don't you join me? Romans chapter 4, starting in verse 1. So we've seen this this great description of our great need for the righteousness of God. And now verse 1, it says, What what then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the the flesh? His, His working, his ability, his ethnicity, his lineage, what, what, was, what was gained by him? Well, he says, for it, if Abraham was justified, there's that word justified, that's to be made just before God. It's, it's virtually synonymous with righteousness, right? Justified by works. He has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now, if the one who... Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. Look, look through some of these words. You see this, uh, you know, this idea of flesh or works or wages or due. You know, the, these highlights, they, they pop out and they make it clear. It's not his flesh that allowed Abraham to be called righteous. It's not what Abraham did. Abraham did not earn his right standing or his justification before God. When Abraham was declared not guilty before God, it was not because of what he's done. That's that's the point here. Instead, this justification or this righteousness, if you look, it's, it's he believed. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. This, this is the point. God counted, God credited, God placed on Abraham's account the right standing with himself. It was by faith. It was not by works. It was by trust. It was not by his own efforts. Verse 5, it says, and to the one who does not work but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, look here, his faith is counted as righteousness, not as works, not our good behavior, but our faith. 
And then look, he doesn't just speak about Abram or Abraham, this uh, this patriarch of Israel. He says, just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteousness apart from the works. Here's David's words. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. I want you to see the the language here. I want you to I want it to pop because this is this is making it abundantly clear. It is not by our work, but by our faith. Sometimes we think things like you know I've just got to uh, you know I've got to go to church enough. I've got to be a good enough person. I've I've got to believe enough. I've got to choose God. I've got to do all these things so that God will count me as righteous. No, we, we've simply, we've got to trust. And what is it that we trust? Well, we trust with a, a bit more information than even Abraham had. Abraham trusted in God's ability to count him as righteousness. Righteous God, Abraham trusted in God's ability to resurrect Isaac from the grave. What do we trust? We trust that God actually did resurrect Jesus from the grave. We, we trust that Jesus lived a perfect life and that that perfect life was credited or counted on our behalf. We trust that Jesus died a sacrificial death and his sacrifice, it was counted on our behalf. We trust that Jesus rose and now we let, now have a new life in him. You know, sometimes we even think that things like, you know, external things that we do after we're saved is what maintains or solidifies our salvation. And that's not true. Even something like, like baptism, what, what Paul is going to talk about next, he's going to talk about the Jewish ritual of circumcision, which was an external symbol of God's covenant faithfulness, God's promise to his people Israel. Let's keep going. It says, <clears throat> this is... Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? For we say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised so that righteousness would be counted to them as well and to make him the father of the circumcised who are not merely circumcised but also who walk in the footsteps of the faith of our father Abraham excuse me had before he was circumcised. Now this is talking about circumcision but I want to I want to just apply this to New Testament thinking. This circumcision was a symbol of, of God's faithfulness, of being counted righteous. And being counted righteous, the faith happened before the symbol. So for you and I, the same thing. We, we have a symbol. That symbol is baptism. Jesus commands baptism, but, but baptism is not what saves us. Rather, baptism, it is this symbol that we have been counted righteous because we have trusted in Jesus, because of the work of Jesus. Baptism is not a work we do so that we'll be saved, but it is a symbol of that sealing, of that faith, of that salvation. Now, is baptism unimportant? Absolutely not. Should a believer be baptized as soon as possible? Is it, is it incredibly important? Yes, it is. 
are believers who have not been baptized as believers, not not baptized as infants, but baptized as believers. Those who have not been baptized as believers, are they walking outside of the commands of Christ? Yes, they are. They are called to, to walk in this newness of life, but it's not the measuring rod for their salvation. So all this is to really kind of bring to a conclusion today the ancient way for our modern day. It's simply to remember the role of works and the role of faith. Works do not earn our salvation. We cannot be saved according to our own flesh. Rather, we are saved by the work of Jesus Christ. We are saved by trusting, having faith, believing in who he is and what he's done. And when we do that, then we are secure not in how good we are not in how much we've done. We are secure in who Jesus is and what he has accomplished on our behalf. This is this great argument that Paul has created in in Romans. We see that we lack the righteousness of God. And now we see that the only way to receive the righteousness of God is not by our own works, but by faith, faith in Jesus, the one who loved us and who gave himself for us. This is the ancient way for our modern day.